Blog Talk Radio. All right, all right. It is 
8 p.m. on this good Tuesday evening, and you know what time it is. It is time for Scoop Radio, and I am happy that you decided to spend a little bit of your Tuesday evening with us. Um, If you are new here to the show, we are an interactive show. You do have the opportunity to call in and share with us. We actually invite and welcome you to do so. Um, If you'd like to do that, you can dial 929-477-9. Two three zero four. Press the number one to let us know you've got a comment, and then listen for the last four digits of your phone number to know that it is your turn. Um, we'd also like for you to share, share, share our live feed. I'm live. Winford is live, and so is Kale. So if you are following any of us, I want to say hey, welcome, and thank you for joining us. And hit that share button for us for the one time. All right, um, now that the business is out of the way, I want to say what's up to our co-host. What's going on, Kels? How are you, sis? Hey, I'm doing good over here trying to get my uh, hair straight. I'm over here looking crooked, but other than that, <laughs> <laughs> I am good on this side, too. Okay, okay, okay. Good deal. When, how are you? I'm good. I'm glad that uh, Tuesday's here. Glad that I'm indoors. Y'all, it's colder than whatever adjective you can describe. It's so so cold. <laughs> yeah, I heard. <laughs> Y'all going through it up there. Right. Yeah. It's, a, it's a cold relationships. I stand to people getting back together with exes they never thought they would be with. You have a second. You like, you know what? Listen, it ain't that serious. Let's just work it out. It's that cold. All right. But yeah, y'all stay safe out there. Y'all stay warm. Bundle up. When did I see you hear something about your uh um your church being a, a safe haven or something like that tonight? Did I see that? Yeah. Yep, yep. Right. yep. So we are uh, Maple Avenue Ministries in um in the Michigan is a so we have the, the rescue mission, Holland Rescue Mission. But if there are people who get into that um or who need other assistance then yes, Maple Avenue Ministries on Fourteenth um, and Main, or excuse me, Fourteenth and Maple, um, we are open for um, to help um, people, um, homeless people, or people who are sleeping with your homeless, sleeping in car, whatever. We are open to um, feed you. Where we have blankets, we collected hand warmers, we collected towels, we collected socks, gloves, all of that. Um, and if you're still interested in in, um, in donating to it, you can. It's um, Lavender Ministries website and online giving, and um, we're still doing that. So, man, we, we it's it's real out here. It's supposed to get up to like negative fifty with the wind chill tomorrow. So, or down. Oh my God. So yeah. So it's real. Yeah, out here. I'm glad that you guys are offering that. It is real out here, and I I encourage everyone to. Not be proud. If you are within the sounds of our voices and you need someone warm, somewhere warm and fuzzy to be tonight, please don't yeah. be proud. Go get warm. Yeah. <laughs> please go get warm. It's not worth it. Yeah. Not All right. So thank you for that win. I'm gonna um I think we got yeah, I got all of my stuff out of the way. Let's go ahead and get into this good news. We got a packed house tonight with this news. Yeah, tonight. we got a lot of stuff tonight. All right. Yeah, tonight's show is gonna be a good show. Before we get started, let me say two things. Number one, if you have a question, uh, if uh if you have a question or comment that you wanna uh give, you can either put it on our lives or you can call in to nine two nine four seven seven 
929-477-2304. Press the number one. So it lets us know that you have a question or a comment. Or, again, you can put it on our live feed, and we will um, we'll read it off of there. So uh, tonight's news, of course, is sponsored, is sponsored by the Level Up Conference. So uh, the Level Up Conference is our um, conference where we are training you, teaching you, empowering you to level up in the areas of faith, family, and finance. It's going to be held in Chicago at the Doubletree Hotel in Alsop, August 9th, 10th, and 11th. Um, we also are looking for vendors, and if you are a vendor looking to get your product in front of our uh, friends, in front of our family, in front of people who um, want to support your business, then definitely check us out. You can, uh, for more information, you can go to our website at www.levelupchicago.com and get more information. All right, so tonight news, we're going to start off with um, very interesting news. So uh, it was reported in the Chicago Tribune on yesterday um, that brain-damaging lead found in tap water in hundreds of homes tested across Chicago. Um, so amid renewed national attention to the dangers of lead poisoning, hundreds of Chicagoans have taken to take the city up on its offer of free testing kits to determine if they are drinking tap water contaminated with the brain with brain damaged metal. Uh, a Tribune analysis of the result, results shows lead was found in water drawn from nearly 70 percent of the 2,797 homes tested during the past two years. Tap water in three of every 10 home samples had contained lead concentration above five parts per billion, which is the maximum allowed in bottled water by the U.S. Food and Drug Administration. Alarming, alarming amounts of the toxic metal turned up uh, in water samples collected throughout the city. The newspaper's analysis found largely Chicago required the use of lead service lines between streets, mains, and homes until Congress banned them uh, in 1986. The testing result, results provide the most conclusive evidence yet of widespread hazards that have remained hidden for decades. Yet as Mayor Rahm Emanuel borrowed hundreds of millions of dollars to overhaul the city's public water system, Chicago is keeping Lead service lines, keep lead service lines in the ground. So yeah, uh, this, this is very uh, sad. It looks. I, I'm not gonna say it's to the to the um, level of a Flint, but it's Flintish um, action going <laughs> in Chicago. And so I think um, people need to be careful and be aware. And I say this, I, you know, and I, I think I said this when we talked about this that I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if this level of um, lead um, activity and water was happening in other cities. So please um, be careful. Check um, your check your water. Um, get water tested. Get the water tested. And I know when I lived in Chicago, I didn't drink the tap water. Um, but excuse me, typically, but growing up, it was nothing for us to drink out of the, you know, to drink out of the the water holes. So we just need to really make sure um, we really need to make sure we're okay. And yeah, I agree. And uh, Jerry just says that it's um, it's time to, to be real about water contamination. Every U.S. household should get a filter, and that's exactly where I was headed with that. Is I think we should we all need to get filters. We all need to uh, test our water, like I said, and then um, and then go from there. And then if there's 
something going on, we need to make our, our city, our legislators, our politicians accountable because if you know this is happening, you're not doing something about it, why do we continue to um, to do nothing? So, Kels, what's your thoughts? Kel? showering and bathing with so that can't be healthy either so like we're showering with this water that's got high levels of, of metal and lead in it too so I think we got to remember that too so so we got to remember that so that's why I said I think even if we do if we do the filters then we also have to make sure we still need to do what we need to in our cities to get those changed because if we're showering and bathing and cooking with this with this water, it still can't be healthy for us. Mm-hmm. It's so. getting there sometime. Yep. <clears throat> yep. So, all right. Next story. Huh. Next story. Um. Yeah. So it looks like it's some smoke 
between um, some smoke in the city. So Terry Crews and D.L. Hughley um, have been having words. I don't know if y'all saw that, but it looks like Terry Crews um, is firing back at comedian uh, D.L. Hughley for questioning Crews' alleged sexual assault. In August, Hughley, 55, was asked his opinion on Crews' two experience. Crews previously alleged that uh, Adam Bennett of the motion pick department at uh, William Morris Endeavor um, and top Hollywood agent Grope at a party in two, 2016. Bennett has denied the allegation. I think it's hard for me to think that a dude with all those muscles tell an agent to not touch his ass, uh, Hughley explained during the interview with TV. Well, understand. <laughs> I think that now everybody's so into this notion that it can't happen to me, uh, to me too. Uh, hey, um, God gave you muscles so you can say no and mean it, Hughley added. On Sunday, Cruz 50 responded to Hughley's comments via, via Twitter, quote, told the girl God gave me muscles so I could say no. Cruz wrote alongside a clip of Hughley's inter- interview. Are you implying that I wanted to be sexually assaulted? I'm listening, sir. Hughley, however, did not apologize and instead wrote, you saw the video. Uh, yeah, I'm going to post the article. Kels, no, I'm gonna start with Q. Q, what's your thoughts on this? Uh, yeah, <laughs> this, was, this, was, man, this is interesting. This is interesting. Mm-hmm. This, this is interesting, but then yeah. it's kind of not. Um, yeah. you know, DL Hughley has his. I like DL. You know, he mm-hmm. has some some pockets of his comedy I enjoy. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. but DL reminds me of a lot of black men that I know that okay. um are very, very convicted in how they feel about this entire situation, whether it be me too, homosexuality, whatever. You know what I'm saying? He feels mm-hmm. how he feels it's just it. He doesn't care who it offends, he doesn't care how many muscles you have. You know what I'm saying? He just he said what he said. Um, do I think Terry, I mean, Terry Crews has to know that this is some of what he's going to experience from even his peers. Um, him deciding to pick this fight, I don't see this necessary. I don't know if he's going to win what he thinks he's going to win. And I understand mm-hmm. that he's taking a stand. But within the community that this is going to resonate the most with, I don't think he's going to win as many points as he might think. I don't think the win is going to be as big as he imagines it is to continue to go back and forth with D.L., where our community stands with this entire situation. We've seen mm-hmm. some conversations in the scoop that let us know a Terry Crews would be getting would be eaten alive amongst some men. Yeah. So, you know, I just I kinda it's interesting to see grown men go back and forth like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um I don't I don't know if I don't know if Terry really was trying to go back and forth. I think he was trying to make it, you know, trying to just put it out there that what D.L. Hughley said was was wrong. Um, the case that he filed is settled. So it mm-hmm. makes me think maybe this guy did something. Um, I tend to believe him because I have been around situations uh, professional situations where I've seen grown men, whether it was intentionally sexual or not, hit another man on the butt. And I'm like, mm-hmm. 
if that was one of my nephews, my brother, somebody, they would have told into them. <laughs> like, it would have been deadly. So I think uh, with Terry being the type of person that he is, uh, that we see outside of the movie, that he would rather try to hit him in the pockets or hit him in a different way. Um, That's a good I mean, point. And witnessing some of that stuff, I I agree. I think they should, you know, uh, start bringing that stuff forward because there's a lot of men in power that do that type of stuff. Whether they're doing it as a joke or doing it as a sexual event, either way, it's embarrassing. It is. And we know what they do because if he would have pummeled the guy, then he would have looked like the big brute. Mm-hmm. So. That's a good point you made about his personality versus what we see in the movies or what we might even perceive, especially men to men. You know, if you compare those two men to one another, DL stature compared to Terry Crews, it's incomparable as far as the size difference. So DL is looking at him like, dude, like, you're right. You know what I mean? How dare you sit in here and act like you couldn't do nothing towards this guy? You know what I'm saying? But Terry Crews, if you've ever seen him interact with his family, in, in interviews, you know what I mean? He'll even tell you he's more of a calm, chill, zen type of dude. He's just big. You know what I mean? He's just big. Right. Big doesn't necessarily equate to, I'm going to beat your ass. You know what I'm saying? Not saying he won't. That might not necessarily be his first go-to when it comes to those types of situations. That's a really good point, Kel. Yep. Yeah. It's, it's you know, I, I, I listened to the whole interview, and, and again, I didn't take it as um, I didn't I understood what DL was trying to say but I mean I I think that it's a sensitive topic and you know and he makes it he made a good point really the mean like the point really the point that from what I took from the entire context was um, he felt like you are physically stronger than this man and basically, you should have made him pay for what he did to you. I didn't take mm-hmm. it. I didn't take it initially as he was trying to shame him. But again, it's a sensitive topic. I understand Terry's point in terms of in the moment, that's not what you're thinking about. You know, in the moment, yeah. that wasn't what he was thinking about. He was, you know, he he was feeling violated. So, but I get I get his point. And even now, I get the. I mean, I get it. I get his point. Like, look, as big as you are, go and beat that dude. You know, handle like we've been in the street. You see two dudes. If that dude did such and such to you, go and handle him. That's you know. So yeah, I, he, I get it. Terry would have been crucified if he did that. We would mm-hmm. have been a whole other conversation we having now. Peter would. We would have said it's self control. Look, I, 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 I mean, again, we said. <laughs> Some people would have said self-control, but some people would have been like, oh, he did that? Yeah, he deserved what you did to him. So, again, there's no, I'm not saying that, my point is there was no really right or wrong answer um, to to what he did. In the moment, you're not thinking that, I'm, I'm, you're not thinking that. You're thinking, I feel terrible. I can't believe mm-hmm. this is happening to me. You're not thinking, let me, let me do what I'm going to do. You know, let me let me do again. I built like that. So I understand. So I get it. 
most people who are going to be put in that position or who are going to say I'm going to run in this particular election are going mm-hmm. to be put under this level of scrutiny, I believe. I'm hoping because we need something so different. Now, I understand that we're going extra hard on her because it appears as though she has such something huge against the black man. Like Kel said, I've yet to be able to really pinpoint or be able to focus in on something specific that she said or done that raises those particular red flags. Not saying that they're there. I have not been able to see any collective document or article or anything that collectively puts all of the things that are supposed to be her pros and her cons, you know, those types of things. I, I recorded the the press conference that happened over this weekend or yesterday, whenever it was, I DVR'd it so that I can go back and watch it and like focus and really kind of low-key take some notes because I want to know. I don't want to be out here just like I'm not voting for her because of X, Y, Z things that I saw mm-hmm. on a meme or a random post. You know, I want to know about her, but I want to know about her policy. I don't care about who she's laid with or who she married, what color he is. I don't care. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like that is not an issue for me as far as who my next president is. Look at our current. Look at the previous. You know what I'm saying? Look at our previous presidents, even before, like, because Obama's like, you know, whatever. But, like, we cannot sit here and throw this woman's personal bed situations up in the air with all of the stuff these white men have been doing all up and through our government since the beginning of government. Like, I'm not going to go there. I'm not going to be the one that's going to do that. Like, I wouldn't do it. I don't care when Clinton did it. I don't really super care about Trump and his. I don't want all of that. That is separate for me. Like, Okay. I get that's a whole conversation, but I agree with Kels. I'd like us to focus. <laughs> I'd really like to focus. Right. Well, we gonna we gonna see. Like I said, I'm I'm I am um I'm not gonna use the word sensitive, but I'm a little sensitive. I you but you know I'm I'm kind of interested. This like you said, are we going to treat everybody like this because? Mm-hmm. Again, I think everybody goes through their, their, you know, their time where their stuff gets exposed. Which, by the way, is why I'm not running for this kind of offer. But, um, right. <laughs> but um, I don't need y'all knowing. I don't need y'all knowing some of my business. We're gonna leave that mm-hmm. right where it is. Um, college days especially passed. Anyway, um, but I'm going to. Um, I'm never running. So I hope everybody gets gets the, gets the same level of betting, quote unquote. That um, that other people are getting, so we'll see. Mm-hmm. All right, last but not least, and I know we got to move. Um, if you didn't see the news today, uh, uh, Jesse Smollett, um, star of Empire, was assaulted, was beaten today uh, in Chicago. Um, very. So the the report is that uh, some men, some boys who were um, who came up to him and said, "This is." The MAGA Make America Great Part of Town and called him um, a the F word for gay people, N word for black people. They attacked him, tied a noose around his neck, um, and beat him. So, um, from what I hear, he's he's going to recur. However, um, yeah, this is just ridiculous. Like, like y'all, come on, really? We we got to do we got to do better than that. Because, yeah. I mean, whether or not he's gay or black or whatever, 
we don't like, we don't need to be going around beating each other and putting each other in the hospital for for stuff like that. So definitely prayers to him uh, and to his family as he recovers. And um, yeah, so I won't take a lot of time to talk about that, but I definitely wanted to say that 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 just happened today. So, all right, that's what we got tonight in the news. Uh, First up um, in music, um, we are going to play one of our favorites. Oh yeah, Dear R and B. Ryan J. After this, uh, we're going to get into the Scoop Nation Hot Topic, so do not go anywhere. And as always, if you comments or questions, give us a call at 929-477-2304. Press the number one. Again, that's 929-477-2304. Press the number one. Again, this is R&B. Dear R&B, excuse me, by Ryan J. We'll be right back on the Scoop Radio Show. I love that. <laughs> 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 that, that, brings, that brings 
to our hot topic from our hot little ditty that, that we just played. Um, this topic was actually on the page of co-host Winfrey. Mm-hmm. And after, I mean, it is still going. Like, people are still commenting on this thing right yeah. now. <laughs> I was like, okay. So, let me read y'all the post. And um, if you're on my live, I did uh, post a link to the actual post. Um, but it reads, a lot of men walk away because y'all women were too busy finding fault in them while they, because they were too busy overlooking yours. A lot of men walk away because y'all women were too busy finding fault in them while they were too busy overlooking yours. give a shout out Q who just gave me I said it earlier I'm going to say it again y'all have like patented answers to questions like this and what fellas what Q just did was the Jedi mind trick that 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 they do and I said it on the post Y'all throw out us, throw out the, but men do it too. No. I answered it though. I said yes, there could be truth to it. I mean, like, you gotta know where this question is gonna do. Like, that was a Jedi mind trick. This question is a Jedi mind trick. I think that what it is, is is that again, it's like we talked about last week. Is there truth to this? No doubt. I said on the post, I'm gonna say, I think that what typically happens, again, we're we're making general statements. So generally, men don't talk about, don't say things that bother them as quickly. Generally, it's not true always. Always, and so I think 
what this is saying is that a lot of times there are situations where as a man, you don't say what's on your mind for whatever reason. And then when you don't say what's on your mind, Teresa say you wanted to fight. <laughs> when you don't say what's on your mind, then, and the other person does, then this is what you get. So I think a lot of I think a lot of times that does happen. And yes, in reality, this is not a women thing that women do that men don't do. This is a human thing that all humans do. However, I'ma say it again. Because in general, you all are much better at saying things that are bothering you. We typically down emotionally get quiet, withdraw. In a lot of instances, are much more passive aggressive, um, and so therefore, it looks like we're not doing it. We will, we will. I said on the post, we will leave a relationship. We will be in a relationship, have a whole the move on mentally, emotionally, found a new person to, to, that we talking to, and still have not in, in this relationship. That's what we will do, and it's not right. It's not cool, but it's a lot of times because we don't want to talk about the things that we find or that we don't like about the person who we're with. Okay, so I'm, tra- I'm going to go to the post and read a comment, read a comment from the post. Uh, let's see, the first comment says, I feel, I'm a lady, because I feel it's opposite. Women usually overlook, dismiss, extend grace, or excuse things more easily than men. Men, in my opinion, have a hard time rising to a standard, the most basic, might I add, and rather than adjust, he chooses to leave and regret it later. Um, <laughs> that comment stood out to me because I get why, you know, a lot of men say that, you know, women will deflect and bring it back around to men when we have these means, and then if it's about the men, you know, we're all up in arms about it. I don't know. I just I feel like I kind of agree uh, with her statement just because of the passive, um, I guess, attitude that seems to go with submission of women. So when we think about the whole submissive thing, we tend to think that women take a lot of BS off men. And so I can see how some women would say automatically say, "Well, I oh I'm sure I overlooked more flaws than he overlooked a month." <laughs> <laughs> I think every I mean, but I, I think everybody does that though in relationships. I've never seen a relationship where one person doesn't think they overlook. Both people don't think they overlook more than the other person. Mm-hmm. It's true. Yeah, true. Yeah. See, I have a lot of time. Uh, Tay says, this is a two-edged sword, so to speak. We all overlook certain things, basically, you know, what you just said. I think we do, too, but I'm just looking at the meat. I mean, to say a lot of men walk away because y'all women were too busy finding faults in them while they were too busy overlooking yours. You know, I just find that I just don't see that that's a lot of that's a reason why a lot of men walk away. I'm just being really transparent. Like mm-hmm. I don't hear my homeboy talking about, man, she 
you know, I put up with her stuff. She didn't see her stuff. Like, I don't see, I don't wish to hear that often a man complaining about this particular situation, I guess. Do you hear, do you hear them say things like, I like her, but she always got something she ain't happy about. She never, she ain't never happy. Or have you ever heard you hear male friends say things like, um, I wish she would just learn not to want to, well, it seemed like she always want to argue about something and she just say never just who which is what we're doing. We, you know, like, did you ever hear stuff like that? You know, about arguing, yeah, I do hear that as a kind of a, you know, maybe maybe if it was posed in the way of saying, like, nagging or arguing mm-hmm. about little things, I guess that could translate into this. Or something like, I did, she said she wanted, she wanted to, this is what I hear a lot, she said she wanted to go out on more dates. And so I started taking out her on more day, and then she started complaining that I don't, I don't, I'm not romantic enough, whatever, you know what I mean? Like, and it's mm-hmm. like she, she's never happy. It's stuff like that. So when you hear, you don't necessarily, and I've never heard a man put it in the words that are in this meme, but, but I, but I, I have heard, I think if I was interpreting, I would interpret like the examples I just gave as the same thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I, do, Look, I have another line. Go ahead. No, I'm done. Okay. So, uh, Miss Alyssa says, I see where men can overlook stuff and don't say anything, but get fed up always hearing about their faults. Women say it, and men try to focus on the good stuff instead of, communi- instead of communicating what they would like us to compromise on. So just really being vocal, because women are more vocal, it seems that they would be the reason that the men walk away. Is that? I mean, that's. I'm just trying to interpret, trying to process what you know, what y'all meaning by those statements. So since the men used to keep quiet about their feelings, then it would seem like it's more on the woman. Is that what you? Yeah. Is that the same thing you were thinking? Yep. I have a live comment too. Uh, Teresa says some just don't want to hear what they're doing, that they're doing something wrong. They'll just break up. Mm-hmm. Who does the LOL? So then crawl back the next day or two like nothing happened. That's true. That is true. <laughs> that is true. Because you get thinking like it was bad. Was it that bad? I'm wondering, like, I, I, we often hear men say that they'd rather their woman tell them what their issue is, to come to them about something that's bothering them, to say, to vocalize, to tell me what it is that you need to me before you do X, Y, Z thing, whether that be tell your homegirls, run to your mom and them, put on the book, you know, cheat, do whatever. Come tell me so I can fix it, so I can work it, so I can do what I need to do for us, baby. Tell me. And then when we do that, <laughs> we're paralyzed. But I like the 
like change. So your girl is over here real, real confused <laughs> as to what okay. the hell we supposed to do. You know what I'm saying? Because that's what we hear. But then you get hella comments on a post like this to say don't say nothing. You know, and I don't understand how we can say, babe, because not every woman is nagging and bitching and going in about, you know, you coming through the door. And if mm-hmm. You ain't bitching. Nah, 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 nah. Yes, there are women who do that. But most women, because we're going to be general and say all y'all and we're going to say women, <laughs> most women don't hit you with the barrage of you effing up when you hit the door. So if she comes to you on an occasion with something she'd like changed or upgraded a bit, maybe a little bit of oomph put into this, that, or the third thing, if you've got a complimenting request, that would be a perfect time to do that. Women love a self-help situation. We love a, a mission. We love somebody to give us a, a, a goal. Like, I, we live for that. Have you looked at Barnes & Noble bestsellers? Like, that is what's killing the game. So, all of that. So, if you position it right, okay, if you position it right, like, I think most women will often try to do because we know how y'all receive the conversation surrounding faults. If you position it right, you could get the same results we're hoping to get when we do it for you. But this whole situation just seems silly to me. This is silly. <laughs> now so, I have to, be, I to get that ahead. out. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead, Kim. Yeah, the fact that it says, uh, I guess what most people focus on is the way these types of conversations are worded. And mm-hmm. what kills me is that every time there is a post or anything brought up about women doing something before it could be one woman comment you got 10 men on her saying women don't take accountability well if you let the women that take accountability say something they might take accountability but if you watching at me before i even get on the post yeah. i'm yeah. not gonna i'm not gonna take that kind because now i'm defending being a woman and i think what has happened now, everybody has jumped on this bandwagon about women don't take accountability, and it's not all women. A lot of women have, yeah. the, the nature of women has changed because of these types of conversations. And so, like my circle of friends, we really try to calm down and think about the things that we're doing and take accountability among each other. Just because we exactly. don't say it to our partner or someone we're dating or anything like that, right off the bat doesn't mean we're not being accountable for it. But most women know when they mess up and we're telling our and we're telling our homegirls, yeah, I know I messed this up. Oh look, Alyssa said the same thing on my live. She's like someone that bounce off the homegirls because we know we're crazy. We gotta make sure we're not tripping because we're taking to our men. <laughs> so so let me okay, so let me back up. So I think <laughs> Dre said Q is over it. <laughs> for real, I said yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Um, I, I think part of the so part of the um, part of the thing is we've got to realize that even in again I'll, I'll repeat what I said last week. Part of what what we're seeing in my from my analysis is that men are at the point where they're saying we're tired of being the fall person, and so when you have even one person who just says the passionate answer and do it too, or which which is a deflection or you know, something like that and you get you know men like look we trying to we trying to tell this is how we feel but you're not listening and again I'm not suggesting that um that that it doesn't that it's 
not right, that it's wrong. But that's how we feel. We feel like, again, that anything that's happening, if you're good, what also we have to remember is typically when you have posts like this, people who are doing this are not on the post bragging that they're doing it. So they're not right. going to brag. You know, so you got dudes are really trying to be good in their relationship, arguing with women who are really trying to be good in their relationship instead of the dysfunctional people who are the reason the meme is made, who the meme is made about. Trying to have a discussion. Okay, I have another question before we, mm-hmm. and it may take us in a rabbit hole before we have to end. So, I was just thinking, because you know, like I said, I was trying to internalize and really, you know, wonder where the men were coming from um, on this post. So, I was thinking about a situation in one of my past relationships and one complaint that he did have was that he thought I was trying. I thought I was just trying to help him, help himself. But he felt like I was pushing him, and it was turning into me basically getting on his nerves because I'm trying to, you know, okay, you need to get your degree, you need to do this, you need to do these steps. But since he vocalized that he wanted to do that to me, now I'm on it like trying to make your dreams come true. <laughs> but in the end, that was a turn off to him because he thought I was. Trying to change him. Well, if I'm changing you for the better, what are you tripping on? <laughs> well, you said that's what you want. You said what you want. But okay. I'm to ask is that maybe yeah. women are thinking they are doing that. Not that I'm trying to change who you are, but if you're vocalizing what you want to do and I'm trying to help you do it, is that, is that turning into a nagging situation? It depends on how you do it. So, so just like you said earlier about about ladies, a lot of a lot of it falls on the when you say it, how you say it, the you know, and again, you gotta we we have to remember if you're dealing with somebody who is, you know, or in a who's somebody who's having a insecure moment, they're responding out of the insecurity. So it's a lot of um, it's a lot that goes around that answer. Um, but in general, if a man tells you is interested in ABC and you're supporting him during ABC he's not going to be upset about it unless he feels like what they're trying to say is that he can't do it and so you have to do it for him and again that could be not really having nothing to do with what you're trying to do it just be his perception is why you know again when you when somebody says that it's best to say okay do you, what's your how do you want me to how do you want me to handle this? What What do you want my role to be in this? Do you just want me to be a cheerleader? Do you want me to help you fill out to pay for work? You gotta, but you can't you can't do anything about his insecurity, just like he can't do anything about yours. Right, but I I just you know <clears throat> I'm thinking maybe we already know communication is lacking amongst us between men and women. Hey, we know you know we know that's a problem we need to fix, but. I don't think that women are if we, when we're when we answer these type of questions. I don't think we're realizing that it is taken as a deflection. You, you so know what I mean? Like, I don't think that women are are seeing it as this, of them deflecting the topic. So they should first say, women out there, y'all should first say yes, this is true, but. <laughs> But, you know, um, I don't think anyone's saying this is 
you know, that it doesn't happen, I think that we just all, or a lot of us think that this is not the majority, and we may not be seeing it from your standpoint. We're not seeing it from the men saying, yeah, this happens a lot, because we don't think that's what we're doing. So that's why I wanted to bring out examples. A wise woman told me, when you're asked a question, only answer the question that is asked. <laughs> she was wise. <laughs> you commit that to your forever memory. <laughs> because in my mind, I but ask. If you, want, if you and, and just I, want a yes or no answer, she just no, say no, yes no, or no. No, no, no. I'm not saying I'm not, I'm not that everything is yes or no answer. But if it is a yes or no question, then mm-hmm. give a yes or no answer. Don't give a around the way. Let's, you know, and I and I that was something I had to learn because in my mind I'm I'm giving my logic and the you know I could hold that blast of paper and it's like answer just answer the question and I think a lot of problems would be solved if we said yes this does happen now how do we mm-hmm. deal with how how do we as one as women get to a place where we express what we're trying to express as a quote-unquote fault, and also, like to Q's point, make it where you feel like you can do the same for us because we're trying to get better as a team, as opposed to think when it, when it, it's like I mean think about it. We if if I'm if I'm trying to this is a terrible analogy, okay? This is a terrible <laughs> analogy, but I'm going to use it. It's like when we're trying to if I'm trying to scold my if I'm trying to scold you for doing something and his response is, but the boy next door did such and such. My answer to that is going to be, I'm not talking about, the, I'm not the boy next door's parent. I'm your parent. Right. Mm-hmm. So you get in that moment, we feel like our child is shifting the the blame to somebody else and not dealing with him. I think when we respond, we got to respond with dealing with us. And then once we deal with us, we can expand into talk about how we can make it better for all, for all of us because everybody's so that blasted defensive right now that you can't even have you can't even get to the point to say how do I how do I lovingly or how do I, in a way that's going to be beneficial for the relationship tell you that A, B, and C are ruining our relationship or I, I, I'm going by it. How do we do that? So I guess, I guess my, my take on it or what I say I'm going to do personally in these types of situations or any the next you know, relationship that ever I get into is this. I'm just gonna be asking questions, so that's probably gonna be the next. That's gonna be the next thing. Why do women ask all these questions? <laughs> <laughs> Not right. I, I feel like I'm in an interview. <laughs> is this how you feel? I feel like I'm being interrogated. Yeah. Right. Let me bring the dial in. What I get to you on this dog, because men don't like to talk, so I'm going to start bringing up a little sexual abuse dog in. Tell me, show me where I hurt you. <laughs> Please. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and again, I'm not saying that that's going to solve the problem, but I do think, again, it brings some of the men to, again, it, it brings some of the the defensive response down when we, I, 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 messed, I did that. I complained a lot. I know. So, hold on, got to call her real quick. 
Uh, and we're going to take this now. I know, I know we almost we almost got time. So, uh, caller 9039, what's your comment or question? Hey, hey, I won't hold y'all up. This will in Chicago. What's going on, bro? Hey, hey, I, hey, I know we're up against the 9 o'clock hour. I messed up. I said this real quick. I'm so used to listening to the show going down the highway, I forgot to press 1 so I can get in the queue. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was just sitting up here chilling, listening to the show, uh, drinking cold wine, and like, oh, wow, I forgot to hit the one. <laughs> but the only reason I call in, because of the facial expressions Quilla was making, I thought she was going to try to jump through the phone and attack. Went first, I said, oh, no, let me try to break it up and shut this down. But I say this for the, I say this for the lady to get out of here. I'm going to try to see if I can find this. This was 2009, right? 2009. It was a guy, and I say this real quick and get off the line. He was, uh, he met a woman. She had four kids, and she was pregnant with a fifth. And she was living in a homeless shelter. He had A1 credit. He making over 100000 a year. No criminal history. He wiped her up. They got married in 2017. So as far as, like, you know, I agree with everybody on the panel with the communication we need. You know, we need to try to be honest with ourselves and one another. But I just want to say that to the ladies. What did this woman do to marry this man? <laughs> she was in a homeless shelter. So I don't know whether she – I'm not telling the ladies you ought to have to stroke a man's ego or kiss his behind, but – it had to be something in order for her to be a homeless woman, four children, pregnant with a fifth, to marry this superstar, you know what I'm saying, regular guy, and whatever she had was above these other women that he might have walked away from. That's all I want to say. All right, man. Appreciate it. Okay. I'm listening to the rest of the show. Y'all have a good night. All right. You too. Thank you. All right. <laughs> yeah. To wrap this up, I know we always have the best conversations when the hot topics are dealing with with us men and women. Mm-hmm. So, y'all, <laughs> next week going to be talking about. I'm sure it's going to be just as hot. And remember that the hot topic is always brought to you by Curvy Kitten Clothing. Curvy Kitten is more than a clothing line; it's a movement, a movement to realize that loving all of our curves, no matter what size, is the foundation for loving each other. So get your Kirby Kitten today at www.kirbykittens.com. Coupon code KKLOVE for a 15% discount for the uh, Valentine's Day season. So. Is it L-U-V or L-O-V-E? Sorry, it's K-K-L-U-V. And that brings us to another song. Whoever probably hit me with the gospel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we gotta come out of hot topic and get refocused. <laughs> Y'all stay tuned for the interviews coming up after this trial. <laughs> Everything's gonna be alright. Alright, 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 alright. 
In my darkest hour, God, you are my light. In my morning, I'm committed for the faith, so I'm feeling the fight. And if the enemy wanna come see me, it'll be on sight. I thank you, God, I praise you, Lord, for all of my days, yo. If I got a problem, if I got an issue, I know it'll be okay. Even in a time of disaster, you are still the master. God's got it, God's got it, God's got it. not a problem, you can't let go. God's in control, God's in control. Do it all, my God, never falter. No, I am no singer, but I'm a believer. So bring on Maria, God is on the feet. Now say all of my praises in the day. about his background. 
Um, Pastor, evangelist, author, psalmist, and producer Charles Martin II is being used of the Lord to touch the world through the saving love of Christ. Charles is not only a pastor, but a gifted singer, skilled musician, and gifted teacher, traveling the globe with a fresh word and prophetic song. He ministers extensively across the country and around the world in conferences through preaching, teaching, praise, and worship. Pastor Martin's passion for God is expressed in his original in his own original distinct sound of worship and in his warm, humorous teaching style. The message of hope, faith, and family is changing the lives of many in Oklahoma City and around the world. Dr. Martin believes that the glory of God experienced in worship can bring restoration to the life, mind, and body of every individual. Radio, let's welcome Bishop Charles Martin to the stoop. Hey, 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 welcome back. So glad to be here. Glad to hear your voice. Are you all doing well? We are. Thank you. <laughs> yes, sir. Good, good, good. Well, I really enjoyed the last time I was on, and I really got to extend things from my heart that hadn't had the previous opportunity to do. So, thank God for the opportunity. Thank you, uh, Winford, for your uh, validation and your opportunity to speak on the radio broadcast today. Oh no, thank you for your for coming on. I appreciate it. I know you're a busy man. <laughs> my pleasure, though. My great pleasure. Now, give me the two names of the the precious ladies that are helping you. Give me their names. So we have Kells and Kells Carol. Johnson. Kells. Yes. How do you and Q. Pronounce it slow again. Kells. K E L L Z. Kells. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Got it. And then the other name. Kells Johnson and Q Willis. Kells and Kim. Q. The letter. The letter Q. Q. Yes, sir. Kells and Q. Got it. (laughs) All right. Thank you, Kells and Q, for having me. (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) So we got a pretty interesting topic tonight. Uh, A couple of weeks ago, I put up a post that... um, that asked the question we were talking about the whole uh, leave and cleave. So for those, you know, uh-huh. the whole cleave passage, um, and and basically, of course, obviously we know it's written that a man leave and cleave. However, the discussion, right. the post I put up said that this was for women as well, that women should leave and cleave, and that caused a great argument um, where. Uh-huh. Men Disagreed with me, said that um, you know I was wrong, et cetera, et cetera. And so, you know, as we talked through it, um, yeah, we just started to do a show about it because I think it's something that if we if we learn and if we talk through, that it's got some definite um, dimensions um, that help for relationships and marriages. And so, since you are one of the the forerunners marriage marriage and relationship that's why I called you so um so talk mm-hmm. to us give me your thought first of all on do you think that um leaving and cleaving is for men only or is it for men and women and then we'll go for, we can go from there well i think for the most part when people understand that two people when they get married become one I think anything that applies to one applies to the other, especially when it means uh, my parents no longer have as much influence 
over my life as they once did because I'm cleaving now to one woman. And uh, But when we got to understand about women, and if a man really loves a woman, he's going to understand that she's going to always need a greater support system emotionally uh, than a husband would. So a really loving man, when he marries a woman, he needs to observe and take in consideration. Uh, she may have a great relationship with her dad. So uh, she needs the latitude to call her dad. She may have a great relationship with her mother, and she needs the latitude and the leeway to call and spend time with her mother. Uh, if he's really loving her, he's really paying attention to all of her needs, the totality of her needs as a woman, he's going to understand that she may have a close friend, uh, 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 someone she grew up with, a young lady she shared secrets with. Mm-hmm. She's going to still need that emotional support system mm-hmm. to enjoy her life. And this is what I'm a firm believer of. A man doesn't love a woman until he loves the young girl that's hidden in that woman. Mm-hmm. And every woman has a little girl inside of her. And so that man needs to cater to three people. Not that she's schizophrenic, but she is multi, she's, uh, has multi-level. She's multi-dimensional. Number one... There's a wife that he needs to minister to. It's just her role. But then there's a woman that's inside of the wife. That's what she is. She's a woman, right? And then there's a little girl that's in the woman. That's who she is. She is an individual. And I like to say this. Women, be careful of men who only like your femininity, but they don't like your individuality. A lot, of, a lot of men are attracted to females, but they are detractive to women. So a man, if he marries a woman, she should only be asked to cleave, if he un- cleave to him if he understands her background. Maybe she had a terrible father, so then he knows now he needs to be a father to her in some respects, not in a bossy way, but he needs to be a father to her in a supportive way. I cannot ask my future wife to cleave to me and leave her father if I'm unwilling to play sometimes a role of a father in her life. So if I'm going to nurture my wife, I've got to nurture the woman. If I'm going to nurture the woman, I've got to nurture that little girl. And most men only nurture a woman's role. And a woman cannot be a good wife unless the woman that's inside of that wife is nurtured and fed and inspired. And most men really like females. They don't want a woman that is an individual, that her own, she has her own set of likes. She has her own set of dislikes. She has her mannerisms. She has her body language. She has her way of conveying information without words. And so – the Bible says that we're to deal with our wives according to knowledge. That doesn't mean that we're just supposed to read books. That means we're supposed to watch our wives and see, okay, in order for me to ask her to cleave to me and leave her, her mother, I need to make sure that she has a support system around yeah. her so she can be healthy enough to be my wife and to be healthy enough to be a woman and be healthy enough for that little girl that always never leaves. I, my mother's in her 80s, and there's still a little girl inside of her that sometimes needs to be addressed and loved and cared for and nurtured. You know, sometimes when I go see my mother, she's 83, I go rub her back 
and just mm-hmm. and I, I, I've been fortunate enough to be my mother and my father's pastor now. My dad used to be my pastor, now I'm his. He, I used to work for him, now he works for me. He used to take care of me, now I take care of him. So I take care of my mother the same. So I really believe that you cannot ask a woman to cleave to you if you haven't done your due diligence as a man and make sure she has a support system because I don't care what anybody says. A woman needs a best friend, even if that best friend is her husband. A man needs a best friend. So I want to see women in my church have support systems and, you know, and women that's going to encourage her marriage. And women that's not going to just be one-sided when they give her advice about a man. So, yes, I do believe that uh, uh, it should be balanced. And I believe that a man should leave his father and mother. I believe that a woman should leave her father and mother, but not to the extent to where she doesn't have a father any longer that she can go to and cry to and a mother that can say, hey, baby, it's going to be all right. This is how you treat a man. This is how you, this is how you uh, respect him in public. This is, this is how you make space for your own personality within the parameters of the family. Hmm. That kind of that kind of help you see it a little bit. Okay, yeah. If, if so let's 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 go let's go a little deeper. So talk uh-huh. to me about talk to us about what what is the little girl in her when you say that? What does that mean? Meaning the woman that wants the part of her that needs to be what? Number one, every man should understand that a woman or the wife at times needs to feel that unconditional love. For instance, my daughter, my daughter is very, very sensitive to my personality. She knows when to ask me for them for money. <laughs> she knows when my daughter, she's 23, she's 23 years old. She'll come and she'll sit on, on my lap and hug me on my neck. And my sons will say, hey, Adrian, you go tell, ask dad for this. Because she can get it. <laughs> because I, most men have a soft spot in their heart for their daughter. Yeah. Now, so, so therefore, in order for my daughter to uh, fully experience the Father in Heaven's love, she's got to first know a little bit about a Father on Earth's love. And so I, I, demonstrate, I demonstrate to my daughter on a regular basis a she-can-do-no-wrong kind of love. Not all the time, but most of the time. My daughter knows my daddy might correct me, but my daddy loves me. My daddy might... Uh, my daddy might tell me no every blue moon. I'll tell her no. But right. she knows her dad loves her. So yeah. a lot of times, men, husbands, forget that sometimes that wife needs to feel like she can do no wrong. Even when she's dead wrong on a topic, he needs mm-hmm. to be man enough to say, hey, you know what? I'm not going to argue back with her. I ain't going to get back at her. I'm just going to absorb her uh, her femininity and her womanhood, and I'm just gonna love her anyway. And I, and maybe maybe 
in the next two months, she's going to find a reason to forgive me and to be loving towards me even though I don't deserve it. You know what I'm saying? So I think that's that's one of the ways we can show them. Like, for instance, I had a, a husband and wife come to me for counseling, and the husband began to lament to me. He says, he says Bishop, man, my wife and my daughter are always arguing, and it always happens when I come home. They get along fine when I'm gone, but when I come home, they argue. They said, Bishop, what's the problem? Watch your time. And I started, I started asking him questions. And come to find out that his wife was a little jealous because mm-hmm. of the way he treated the daughter. Yep. And even though the daughter was wrong a lot, the father still was congratulatory of her weaknesses and was 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 easy on her when she made mistakes. And and come to find out, the wife needed that. He, she needed a little bit of that from the husband. So I said, man, try this. The next time your daughter comes around, pay more attention to your wife, and let's see what happens in the house. Sure enough, two months later, he says, hey, Bishop, it worked. I've learned how to balance that atmosphere in that household because it's only natural for a uh a eighteen seventeen eighteen year old daughter uh and a and a thirty five thirty six thirty seven year old woman to uh or i'm sorry forty year old something woman to a little bit kind of be at odds with one another if that wife is needing some more attention there's a little girl in that wife that needs mm-hmm. the attention of that grown manness that's in that husband mhm that's good. And as a wife, I'm going to say you are absolutely correct. I can confirm that. Um, wow. Because, and it is the little girl, and that's often why we act so childish <laughs> when <laughs> we go to express that to our husbands. You know, we throw the semi tantrums, we don't, we get silent, we withdraw, we don't say we were, that's, that's, that's a very good, that's a very good point you made there. And until, I heard you say it in the way of there's a little girl inside of her. I would not have right. illustrated it that way. But that really is, especially how we act it out. And even when it's done in the positive, when we do get that extra attention, it makes us respond with that giggly, gushy little girl. Right, right. So I can, that, that, you said a word right there. That is something. That is, <laughs> that is something for that. Was yep. that cute or Kel? Q. <laughs> that was Q. Q is the Q, Q, what men don't understand is, is that they need that woman to be giggly and girly sometimes, and they can unlock it by babying her sometimes. Yep. What happens in a lot of marriages is this. The woman is lost because she's trying so hard to be a mother and a wife. Mm-hmm. And the and and men will love their wives better if they would keep the woman alive instead of killing the woman trying to make sure she's a good mother and a good wife. Mm-hmm. So if, if a man will nurture the little girl and a woman, that woman will come back alive instead of her being totally immersed in being a cultivator and being a stimulator. Mm-hmm. And and then and then being one way in the bedroom, you know, and then and then all of a sudden she's got to shift from the living room to the bedroom, and he's expecting her to shift. When in essence he hasn't given her the tools 
to shift. Yeah. You know, if mm-hmm. a man nurtures a little girl in the in, in the yard and, and, and at the table, then she's ready to be a grown woman in the bedroom. You know, mm-hmm. but you've got to understand there's three sides of her that need attention, and you cannot drain the uh, the wife if you've never poured into the woman, and if you cannot mm-hmm. drain the woman if you never poured into the little girl. Mm. All right, so. so. Yeah, go ahead, Kel. Go ahead. <laughs> this is Kel. Um, so while we're on the Hi, subject, because I, I also think it's hey, hey, I also think it's a good point. And coming from having a an awesome father, I'm a daddy's girl. How do you relate that to you know not necessarily your husband, but if you're in a long term relationship and you know there's some kind of struggle there that they're not giving you the attention you need. How do you think a woman can convey that to a man without saying crazy? You need to, you know, talk to the little girl in me. <laughs> right, right, right. I totally understand what you're saying. This is the key right here. Kel, this is the key. Arguments are for people who want control. Conversations are for people who want a relationship. And the only way to get the best out of a man is conversation. And the ground the groundwork of a conversation is understanding this. I'm going to let you talk for 4 minutes without interruption, without negative facial expressions, without negative body language. I'm going to listen to you. I'm even going to take notes of what you're saying. And after you get done saying, I'm going to ask you, did I hear you right? By by regurgitating what you said, I'm going to recap what you said. And if you let that man talk un- without interruption, with no – because, you know, especially with African-American women, you guys can say a whole sentence with your facial expression. <laughs> and, 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 and men and, – and the problem is, Kels, is that men tend to talk with their body language. And if that man's body language is wrong, how am I going to have a good conversation with him? Because I feel like he's turned off. So, so if I want my man to minister to the little girl in me, then I need, I need to say, we need to have some conversation. Baby, you, there's so many good things about you. There's so many things I like about you. But there's one thing I need from you. I need you to – I need you to – Talk to the little girl in me sometimes. I need you to treat me a certain way sometimes so it'll unlock the woman. Now, the reason why you got to tell a man why is because a man is rational. He's logical. Now, any woman that you talk to will understand why he needs a minute to that little girl. But men, we are very rational. We are very logical. We're logical. We're rational. In other words, rationality makes us able. Rational. It gives us the ability to be that kind of dude that's going to minister and to talk to that little girl. Hey, baby, it's all right. Forget it. You spill ice cream on the Bentley floor? No problem. Let me wipe it right out. <laughs> you know, or, 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 or baby girl, hey, today I want you to pick out where we're going to eat at. We're going to eat any place that you can eat under $50. <laughs> we can eat there, you know. And, and it can start with those little things. But, it, but Kels, it starts all out with a conversation, a successful conversation. Mm-hmm. And remember, Arguments are for people who want control. 
conversations are for people who want a relationship. And so since ladies tend to be more versatile verbally, then they need to understand that they got to work harder at listening. And the harder a woman works at listening, the more that man's going to have the ability to talk. See, you guys may not understand this, but uh, science tells us that you guys have twice as many words than we do, more than twice as many words than we do every day. So we have to work harder at being understood. But you guys can help us be understood by listening to us without interruption. I ask you this, Q. I ask you this, Kel. How many times have you heard a man talking? You could finish this sentence. You already know what that Negro is going to say. <laughs> Why is that? Because you, you guys are on another level of intelligence, a different kind of intelligence, a different kind of genius. So mm-hmm. as men, we need y'all to help us unlock our genius by letting us talk it out. And most women uh, can't allow a man to talk it out, number one. There's a level of boredom that may set in. Number two, you already know what some of the stuff he's going to say. And number three, you don't realize that this is an exercise that's taking place. The more you let a man talk, the more he's going to want to talk. Mm. And the more you guys understand about us from that individual, because just like, just like women, men, a lot of women like males, but they don't want a man. Hmm. Okay. So a now, man... Okay. Yeah, a man has his own uniqueness. He has his own his own abilities, his own inabilities. And you gotta find out where he's strong and you gotta know where he's weak at. Now, now a lot of people teach against this, but I teach strong. Stroke his ego and you will get a superman. The more you know where you can touch him, for instance. A man is rational. A woman can tend to be emotional. So if I minister, if I try to talk to a woman through the head, I'm going to miss it every time. If I talk to a man through the head, I'm going to hit. Why? We don't live down here at the heart. We live up here in the head. A woman don't live up in her head. A woman lives lives in her heart. If I want to understand a woman, all I got to do is understand her feelings. If I want to understand a man, I need to understand his thinking. Men do have feelings, but you're not going to understand a man's feelings until you understand how he thinks. Women do have thinking, but you're not going to understand a woman's thinking until you understand how she's feeling. The way I understand a way, a way – men's biggest frustration with women is we don't understand why y'all was thinking what you were thinking. Why did she do that? That's what we tell our friends. They go to the, we go to the job. Man, I don't know why she did that. Well, the reason why you don't know why she did that because you don't know what she was thinking. The reason why you don't know what she was thinking is because you don't know how she was feeling. You got to take the time to ask a woman how she was feeling then, and only then are you going to understand what she's thinking. Same thing with the man. Women are mad at men. He don't have no heart. He ain't got no feelings. This dude is so cold. He's so hard. Well, the reason why you think that he's hard is because you've never taken the time to, to find out what he's thinking. See, if you find out what he's thinking, you'll find out what he's feeling. But you're never going to find out a man's feelings. You're not even going to believe that a man actually has feelings until you find out what is this Negro thinking? What is what okay. in his mind? And when you find out when, when a man feels like a woman is interested in what he's thinking, a man instantly is interested in her. Why is that? Because men will sit in the barbershop all day long. And they will solve the problems of the world. Even a hobo under a bridge thinks he's a genius. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
That's true. All now, the I men, wonder. they have some, some form of genius. So if a woman unlocks it by asking what he's thinking, he's interested in her now. Okay, so Bishop, I have a question. This is cute. Okay. You have, mm-hmm. uh, first of all, as a wife, I totally appreciate you leading this segment with giving us a little slack. You gave us one on this one, and I appreciate that. However, <laughs> 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 I would not be who I am if it if I did not honestly flip this. And when you said um, what you said about there's lots of women who love a man. I mean, who like men, but don't want a man. So say this man has been speaking to the woman in her, speaking to the little child in her, you know, loving on the woman that she is and giving her, you know, positioning her for security and leaving and cleaving to him, but she still runs back to daddy. She won't let go. That space that she, that comfy space that daddy holds his lap is where she runs to in a bind instead of her husband's lap. You know what I'm saying? How yes, would you, what yes, do you say to that woman who's struggling or to that husband who's struggling and is on the right page doing what he's supposed to do? What, what do we say in that situation? What are your thoughts on that? Okay, I, I'll counsel both of them. Let me, let me counsel the man first because God puts most of the responsibility on men. Okay, I'll say, I, I would say this. If a man come into my uh, office, he say, hey, Bishop, I've been trying to nurture my wife but every time I turn around, her daddy's giving her money to get the car fixed. Her daddy got the tire fixed. She goes – I come home from work. My wife ain't at home. She's at the parents' house. Done made her daddy a, a you know, cup of coffee and, and, and so the sandwich, and I ain't even got no bacon sandwich at home. Mm-hmm. What do I do? Why come my wife is investing most of the wifely uh, benefits upon her dad and not me? Mm-hmm. And I would begin to ask him a series of questions. I would say, okay. Number one, have you told your wife your expectations and why uh, why this is important to you? And then, and then number two, have you asked her her feelings about serving you and her feelings about serving her dad? Because we want to get down to the root of it. And, I said, and then number three, number three, have you talked to her dad? So I would go through those. So, so, so the first thing I would make sure that he understood is that he has to give her clarity. Sometimes we complain about things that we allow. Don't complain about what you allow. And, and, and he doesn't need to make her feel like bad because she wants to maintain a relationship with her father because who knows? Her father may be aging. Her, her father may be sick. Her father uh, may be manipulating her. And controlling her, her father may have an issue with him. So, number one, he needs to say, listen, baby, this is what makes me feel loved. When I come home, and I know you work the same hours as me, but when I come home and you've taken the time since you cook better than I do, if you make me a little ham sandwich or, or you have my uh, you know, lemonade out there for me, boy, that makes me feel like you love me. Not because you don't work, not because you don't have a job too, but because – this is one of the things that makes me feel good, and also it makes me feel good if you do these things before you go do this for your father. Mm-hmm. That conversation needs to be had. Had then uh, uh, he needs to have a conversation with the father. He needs to say, "I tell you what, 
listen, your daughter <laughs> is my responsibility. You're 80. I'm 40. I want to provide her with the best housing environment as possible. But if every time I turn around, she's at your house, we don't have a home. We just have a house. Yeah. Will you please have a conversation with your daughter and let her know that it's okay with you if she take care of me too. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and sometimes that can happen, sometimes it won't. But the fail-safe thing that can, that can happen uh, is that there needs to be a conversation that doesn't need to lead to an argument. So the key for the conversation is this. The man needs to make sure he doesn't uh, beat the girl down for, for, for loving her father because that's going to be to his benefit. There's, you're seldom going to have a terrible relationship if the daughter loved her father. Seldom is a relationship with the husband going to be terrible. Seldom. Now, it does happen. There are exceptions to the rule. Then, if those conversations are successful, it can really enhance a relationship. But there needs to be some conversations. He needs to let her know what he's expecting. And then he needs to let her know in a way that inspires her to want to do it as opposed to her feeling like I got to neglect my daddy just because of this grown nigga. He needs to be, you know, such and such and such. (laughs) And so, so, so there's a way to say everything. Mm -hmm. So true. That's so true. How we, how we go about it. It does. And I honestly, um, (laughs) again, you, you made me proud with that response because Myself included, I've gotten into a space where I want everything to be equal, you know, in a lot of ways. I like things to be equal. I'm putting in work. You put in work. We get equal effort. You know, you match my effort. We're good. And I think Kels, in a lot of ways, feels the same way. I know a lot of our peers uh, maneuver through relationships in that same way. So to hear that even in an instance where you might not be acting the way that you should be. Some, you know, you are still empowered. You can still see the other side right. of that and have those conversations. To me, that is, that's grown man stuff. You know what I mean? Because right. you, every situation you just outlined, there is still the potential for it not to have the outcome that the husband wants. You know what I mean? He leaves exactly. himself vulnerable in each of those conversations to not win. But having those right. conversations positions him in a way that who can say something like how can you not offer even a try when that man has gone through the effort of talking to you talking to your daddy asking him can you let him (laughs) (laughs) and I'm gonna be okay like that whole thing men don't you know to say that I could hear men all over the you know scoop land going what you know what I mean? I think it just let that yeah. settle. You know what I mean? Let that really marinate as to what power right. that can give you as the husband for taking that right. initiative in both of those places. That's deep. I'm here for that. I, I can appreciate Kel, that. We all, need, we all need a support system. Like the men in my church have me as a support system. They can say, you know, collectively or individually, hey, Bishop, this crap ain't working. I'm trying <laughs> to love on this girl. And such. Not, then I can just say, hey, okay. What are you? What did you? How did you say it to her? Because most women, if you give them the feelings behind it, because 
if I were talking to your husband and that was going on, I would say, I say, listen, find out what her feelings are. Because, mm-hmm. see, some ladies feel like they dad. They, how much longer am I going to have my dad? I'm going to have my father. Yeah. I'm going to have my husband forever. But forever. I might not have my dad. You know, like my dad, my right. dad had, had a heart attack a number of years ago. And I, I cherish every moment with my dad because he's a great man. You know, and I cherish – my mother's 83. I cherish every second I get with her. So I do – I would I, – if my wife's husband uh, – if my wife's uh, father was sick I, or if my wife's father was elderly or even if my wife's father uh, had an estranged relationship with her as a young woman and she's catching up, as a man, I got to make – I got to make space for that. You know, mm-hmm. and a woman can make me want to make space for that if she yeah. inspires me to understand, hey, baby, this is temporary. I ain't forgetting about you. Just because I'm at mom and daddy's house between five and six don't mean that I ain't going to be ready for you between seven and nine. And we're going to eat dinner. We're going to keep it with the kids. We're going to watch our favorite TV show. I'm going to rub your feet down with some cocoa butter or whatever. <laughs> you know. <laughs> So, you know, but, but we got to talk a language to one another, and men have got to learn women's language, and women have got to learn men's language. Because most times we're saying the same thing, we're just saying it the wrong way to each other, you know. And so, you know, I'm I'm just I'm just a, an advocate, Kells and Q and Winfred. I, I'm I am an advocate of arguments are only for people who want control. So the moment. I start talking over you, and women got to remember that. Men don't like to be t- – see, women can talk – Two, I've seen two women talk at the same time, and none of them was offended. They talk yeah. – and, you know, women can hear each other. They can understand each other. Yeah. A woman can be talking, and another woman chime in, and they both are listening to each other while they're both talking. Men's mm-hmm. brain don't do that. So whenever <laughs> a man is talking – like like if Winfrey and I were out to eat together, we having a juicy steak, right? He starts talking. I'm not going to interrupt him because men don't do that to one another. The moment I interrupt him three or four times, because he's a man, he's not wired to be disrespected like that. No, to women, it's not disrespect. To a man, it is. So women have to understand when your man is talking, it's not that he thinks he's better than you. It's not that he thinks that he's dominant. It just means men want to be heard so we can hear ourselves talk. Ladies, you guys – Use both sides of your brains when you communicate, so you, it's easier for you to communicate. You can listen while you're talking. Men, we can't do that. So the moment a woman starts talking over us or interrupts us or finishes what we have to say, it is it's, there's a certain level of disrespect. Now, not always. Some men are totally fine with it, but most men want that woman to t- let him take his time so he can say what he wanted. It takes us a lot longer to say what we got to say. So women, you guys have to exercise more patience to let mm-hmm. us talk. So we can have a successful conversation. So it's gonna be so it'll be okay with me that you go see your daddy between five and six. It's gonna be okay with me. It's gonna be okay with you if I want to go spend time with uh, uh, with my daughter that has another baby's mama, and I want to spend two you know two or three hours with her, or whatever you know. And so, but there needs to be a conversation first, so there's to be some understanding, so we can give each other latitude. That's beautiful. Well, thank yeah. you. You, thank got, you. You, you gave us a good little word on this evening. I am absolutely <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. We got our whole little Tuesday life. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> please, 
I've got your link for your book. For those of you who don't know um, or don't remember, I said Bishop is definitely an author. He's got a book, Relationship Technology. Tell us about that. I'm going to go ahead and share um, the link with the people so if you could give us some quick info on that and how we can reach you, see you, connect with you, and get some more of this good word from you. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you for sharing that with me because I know you guys incur expenses for this broadcast, but thank you. Yes, I wrote, I've written this book, Relationship Technology. It's, I break down how men can relate to women, and I break down how women can relate to men. And it is a, it, it is, it, it's a complex thing, but I'll show you how to do it in a simple way. And so I give you chapter by chapter by chapter by chapter practical ways to master something that really is spiritual. I don't care whether you've been married for 50 years or you've been married for five years. Marriage is a spiritual uh, uh, journey, and it has a lot of natural attributes, but it's a spiritual journey. And so I, I help you practicalize that spiritual journey, like whether you are a Christian or not, whether you go to church or not, whether you are uh, been divorced four times or you've been married one, you can still always understand your daughter better because you understand women better or you can understand your aunties better, your grandmother. Because this it's a relationship technology. It's not just for marriages. Is if you're yeah. a single woman and men baffle you and you're frustrated, why are men like this? I'll tell you why and I'll tell you how to bring the best out of your boyfriend. I'll tell you how to bring the best out of uh, a fiance, and I'll tell you how to bring the best out of your girlfriend or your best out of your fiance, because it's really all about knowledge. How much do you really know about the opposite sex? Are you just going by what Oprah said? Are you just going by what your girlfriend said? Are you just going by what the guy said in the locker room? Are you going yeah. by what? Who made a woman? God made a woman, yeah. so God didn't. Make, God's not going to let a woman totally be a mystery. There's going to be some fundamental things that you got to learn, but you got to ask that particular woman questions about herself because no two women are alike. And believe it or not, no two men are exactly alike. A lot of men have a lot of dog attributes. A lot, a lot of women have a lot of cat attributes. But we still all have individual traits that can be understood, and we can master understanding other people's traits also. All right. Uh, Bishop said he got the keys. Y'all need to go on to the Amazon, get the link. If you got questions, you have the answer. <laughs> go get it. Well, as always, like I said when I introduced you, you are definitely one of our favorite um, guests. We always get extremely good feedback when you're on and many, many views long after we log off and, uh, for the evening. So thank you again wow. for sharing your Tuesday evening with us. We sincerely and look My forward pleasure. to having you back. <laughs> Thank you, you have so a much. And, and y'all be having a good, have a good evening too. Mm-hmm. Thank you. All right. Good segment. Yeah. Has spoken. I think we need to take up an offer. Yeah. Yeah. Send that to his Amazon. We're going to offer by going and getting right. that book, spreading that good knowledge around. To the people, I think we need a scoop book club. Let's let's work through relationship technology in the scoop, y'all. <laughs> let's work through it. Like let's get a group. I, 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 
We're going to have a section. We're going to have a reading. Take <laughs> it up on Saturday's going to be book club. <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right. Um, so we are, we are at here at this good old closing time. Where are we at? When are you here with us, bro? Yes, no, maybe so, no. Okay. Well, because he is such a good panda, he makes sure that we have all of our information so that we can go ahead and uh, get this thing going right. But, Kels, before we start to wrap it up, do you have any extras, any things that you want to share with the people coming up for these next few weeks? Any details for yourself? Oh, Harvey Kitten is still having the sale, so this mm-hmm. is a good time for y'all to get those hoodie dresses everybody's been ranting and raving about, um, hoodies, uh, got some, got a few new t-shirts coming out, hopefully by the end of this week, um, well, as always, be productive. You know, I just, yeah. it's been one of those, like, January is always that month where everybody's reflecting and and yeah. strategizing and, and mm-hmm. getting ready to tackle this year. Get get to it. I just want to encourage everybody because I know I need encouragement sometimes. So encourage yourself, but encourage somebody else, too. Yeah. And see you next Tuesday. Um, all right. So I'm going to remind everybody that the Coco Mango Twist and Go Cream is now live at elegancebydesign.com. Um, you, if you've had issues with shea butter products, if shea is not your bestie and you want to try something different, but uh, still want long hold that's going to give you banging, bouncy curls without the crunch, you need to holler at me. Get the Coco Mango Twist and Go Cream. It's $13 right now. Test it out. See how you like it. Share it with your mom and them and come back and holler at me again. <laughs> There's also uh, Sexy Shea Butter. It's also on sale right now for $13. It's, we're doing the Throwback Thursday pricing all day. Um, so up until February 1st, you can get your Sexy Shea Butter for $13 in the 8-ounce sizes. You can also scoop up that new scent, Kiss by the Queen, which is super sexy. You're going to love it. So, elegancebydesign.com is where you need to be. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Um, can I hear me now? Yeah, we got you. Thank okay. you. All right. No problem. So, a couple of things real quick. First of all, Bishop Martin is, is was phenomenal. Also, thank you very, very much. Go out and buy his book. Um, and if you don't follow him on social media, do that as well because mm-hmm. that's, he, he does a lot of relationship um, lives probably like once or twice a week. And so, Wednesday. Um, oh. Yeah, so they're, they're pretty dope. So you definitely yep. want to check check him out um, as well. So, um, yeah, so do that. Uh, Q and Kels, thank you as always for doing for a phenomenal, phenomenal job. A great show as always. I appreciate um, I appreciate what you all do. Um, yes, sir. So we got the work. The work on Wednesday will definitely be back. To, we'll, we'll be on tomorrow, um, so don't miss that. Um, as we are, he's still in his series. You all right? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Right. <laughs> I do what I do. I do <laughs> no, it was me. Go. Hard, but... <laughs> yeah, I 
chair and it went around and get, just go ahead. <laughs> okay. Um, also, don't forget if you're in Oklahoma City, um, get your pre pre sale tickets, your uh, your early bird tickets to our um, Mardi Gras masquerade party that's going to be on um, March 23rd. So we're gonna have it. Yeah, if you were there last week, last year, excuse me, you know that it was a, a great time. So we're gonna be co-hosting with us with uh, Lee Chappelle. So get your tickets, tickets right now. Up until next Monday, our pre-sale for uh, $30 for singles and $50 for couples. And so you know, get your get your get them now because they go up. Um, I want to say they go up what $10 after next Monday. So get them while you can um, at this price. Um, let's see. Secondly, the other thing I have, Level Up Conference. So if you have not, again, if you have not registered for the 2019 Global Drive Level Up Conference, then you need to do that now. Um, it's going to be, again, a phenomenal conference. So for it, it's not just for entrepreneurs. I mean, if you're an entrepreneur, if you're single, if you're married, if you're divorced, if you are, you know, not sure, it, it's for everybody. Um it's got a little bit again for people who are who want to um, who want to be more effective in their community. We've got classes for you, um, so we've got classes for everybody. Um, so if you have any specific questions, then again go to the website at levelupchicago.com, and um, you can still again if you go to the registration page, you'll see that you're still able to um, get your uh, pay by and pay in installments. So that option is still available to you for a limited time. And actually right now, uh, through March 1st, if you go to the site, you'll see we're running a $15, 15, 15% special for anybody who um, registers by uh, March the 1st. So 15% off if you register for the Level Up Conference by March the 1st. So go to levelupchicago.com. And do that. Last but definitely not least, um, I'm thinking about doing a, a February Money Mentor Challenge. I haven't. I usually do one every February. Um, so if you haven't seen it, I'll look on my page. You'll see it. And if you're interested in signing up, do it by tomorrow. Um, tomorrow's no. Do it by yeah. What's today? Today's Tuesday. By Thursday, um, because we're going to start on March on February 1st um, for the challenge. So you'll get my newest my newest book which is um, I created a book that has every letter that you will need to fix your credit report. Um, I have every letter that and how to use it. I've compiled one booklet for it, and so I'm going to give you that. Plus, I'm going to give you um, just, again, videos. We're going to do some videos every Saturday. Um, it will be in a private Facebook group where, you know, again, for the month of February, you get pretty much access to me and, and all the information you're going to need to I'll clean up your credit report. So look on my page, you'll see it. Um, what am I missing? What am I am I missing anything? Yeah, I feel like I'm missing something. Mm-hmm. Next week show you know, what'd you say? Did you get Nouveau Exposure in there? Thank you. See, I know I was missing Nouveau Exposure magazine. Go to www.nouveauexposure.org. Check them out. Make sure you go to the store and check out the um Bold Moves apparel that that's hot in there too, so check that out. Mm-hmm. Um, next week, y'all to come back next week. We're talking about being forever single. 
So that's going to be very interesting. So it's kind of forever single is like a term that we use for people who are just, yeah, who is like, nah, they'll never get anybody. So we're going to talk about that. Is how does mm. a person become, they become forever single? Uh, <laughs> no, you're not forever single. But no, anyway, you don't qualify for that hashtag. Yeah, you're not forever single. Yeah, so, so, yeah, so we'll, be, we'll be doing that next week. So make sure you tune in. Uh, for next week's show. But other than that, um, that's all I have, y'all. This is a, always a phenomenal show. I always get a lot from this show. Um, hot topic today was off the chain. Uh, hmm. I think, again, that what we talked about was is apropos. We got to really, 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 really do um, a better job of, I like what he said, Arguments are for what said, arguments are for people who want control, communication is for people who want relationships. That mm-hmm. to me, that to me, nutshelled our entire um, hot topic issue right there. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, but yeah. Oh, thank you. And also, indie artists, if you need me, if you want to, let's play your music. Come to globaldriveradio at gmail dot com. Globaldriveradio at gmail dot com. Send it. That's all I got. <laughs> have a good week. We're gonna have yeah, listen. We're gonna have a good week this week. Um, if you are up north or someplace that it's really, really cold, please be careful. Um, it is ridiculous out there. Um, yeah, it's ridiculous. I'm, I'm stuck somewhere right now, so let's make sure that you are, you know, if you're <laughs> someone who is homeless, please know that there are resources available to you, um, and we're here to help as well. So if you need some please contact us. Have a good rest of your week. We love you. We appreciate. We appreciate everybody who supports us. We appreciate you all for your every comment, every time you listen, and we share. We appreciate you. We love you. Um, and have a great week. I'll see y'all later. First you say you're with me, and then you try to diss me. So I try to keep it low when you knock me to the floor, cause I don't wanna cry tears. Would you believe this love is forever, girl?